Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven Sisters Homeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here this morning with a special guest. This is Dr. Gerald Cully, who also happens to be Dr. Daddy. This is my dad, Jerry Cully, and he is going to talk with us today about Christian apologetics and teenagers, and high school, and um, that kind of stuff. So welcome, Dr. Daddy. Thank you. It's good to be here. So um, start us off with a little bit about you. I know a lot about you, but people who are listening don't know much of anything about you, probably. So what is your background? Um, What was your professional life like before you focused all your attention on your grandchildren? (laughs) Well, once upon a time, I had thought that I was going to enter the ministry. I did go to the Cincinnati Bible Seminary for three years, uh, but it soon became clear that uh, if I was going to follow God's leading, he wanted me in secular education. And so that uh, took me eventually through the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill uh, to a Ph.D. in Classics, and then uh, to the University of Delaware, where I taught for, oh, about 25 years on a full-time basis, and then continued to do a a course a semester and that kind of thing until fairly recently. So classics, as in, for people who are not sure what that means, a degree in classics is? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Classics, Greek and Latin, the uh, two literatures of Greece and Rome, uh, and the history of that period. Uh, Essentially, everything about the classical world uh, is what we are trained uh, to do and to teach. Okay. So then, somehow, this turned into a ministry in Christian apologetics in your, should we call them golden years? It did. Curiously enough, although I had become a Christian in my early teens and had been active in uh, church and in various leadership positions, for that matter, uh, throughout my adult life, uh, I struggled for uh, something like 30 years uh, with my own personal faith. Uh, It was a quiet and mostly a secret struggle, and there were times when, quite frankly, I wondered whether God even existed. But about the time that I uh, retired from the University of Delaware, I made the decision that I was going to have to devote my energies to this question and decide once and for all uh, whether God exists, uh, whether Jesus is indeed his son, uh, and whether he really has a claim on my life. Uh, It took me about five years of devoted, uh, almost exclusive study until I came to the conclusion that essentially uh, the, the atheistic philosophy of evolution was wrong and uh, the word of the Bible is right. I really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing it transparently because, I mean, I was living in your house for those years and I was being raised by you and I was being taught the scriptures by you and didn't know that this was this wrestling match going on in your brain and in your heart and in your spirit. And um, I think that's one thing that we, we try to talk a lot on the Homeschool High School podcast about there not being one right way 
to do things, that the point is to be the person that God designed you to be, to be seeking him and to be following his leading rather than buying the newest formula and assuming that you can control the outcome that, you know, one plus one will always equal two. And that's just the way we do things, you know. So your story is a beautiful example of that, that one plus one didn't equal two. You you were, you had been a Christian for many years. You had been to seminary. You knew how to study the Bible. You were active in a local church community. And yet there were things that were unsettled because they were things between you and God uniquely in your relationship. And I guess that I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute and just encourage uh, homeschool parents who listen to the podcast that there's not one right way to follow Jesus Christ as Lord either. It has to be a response to the work of God. It's not something that we do on our terms so that we can feel confident and be sure. And and we may go through very different life paths um, because of circumstances, because of our own personalities, because of baggage that we carry, and how that is dealt with is going to be unique for each of us. So first of all, just thank you for being honest about that, because a lot of people get uncomfortable admitting that it's not always just, oh, well, the Bible says it. And so there you go. I'm, I'm settled and I feel confident and empowered for life now. You know, we wrestle. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it. Because uh, after, after what I personally went through, if there's any way I can help some people to avoid the kind of pain that I experienced, mm. uh, it'll be a blessing. Awesome. Okay, so how did you end up coming out of this five years of dedicated study and sort of intensely examining not just the scriptures, but lots and lots of other stuff historically and um, scientifically? And how did you end up now with an apologetics ministry? Well, once I had settled the question of my personal faith, Uh, And that came really just out of a a great deal of reading everything that I could find on both sides and concluding uh, that the arguments in favor uh, of the Christian faith are much more reliable uh, than uh, the arguments for atheism or agnosticism or materialism. Once that uh, had been settled for me, I, in a way... Uh, got drawn into the work of apologetics. It had it had helped me, but it took a little while for me to realize uh, that it should be able to help other people as well. Oh, okay. Wait, giant step back. Define apologetics. Oh, sorry. Mm, no, I mean I didn't ask you to at the beginning, <laughs> so it's my bad. <laughs> apologetics is the the business of examining and understanding uh, the reasons for the Christian faith. Uh, the great thing about Christianity and the thing, one of the things that makes it completely different from every other one of the world's religions is that it's a historical religion. That is, it is based in history and is grounded ultimately on 
the person of Jesus Christ as a historical figure who lived and, most importantly, died and rose from the dead. And that's a historical fact that can be tested. And so it is the only one of the world's religions that can be tested in the objective historical sense. That is, the resurrection either happened or it didn't. There's nothing like that in any of the other world's religions. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of evidence that can be examined uh, in order to make that determination. That's what apologetics is about. So apologetics is not trying to um, essentially remove the need for faith. There is still a separate choice to, in spite of not being able to reason our way into the mind of God, but to still examine the huge amounts of evidence that God has placed for us to examine that point to him and to the truth of who he is and his word. Yes, exactly. The situation that we so often experience is that we're given lots of reasons to believe that the world is essentially just a material place. There's nothing around but matter and energy and empty space, uh, and the supernatural doesn't exist. And there are many people who would like to believe the Christian message, but they have genuine questions and problems. Apologetics is about giving answers to those problems, removing roadblocks to faith. Oh, that's cool. Removing roadblocks to faith. I just wanted to say it again because I think it's good and I think it's going to help people get a a handle on what this means. Um, Okay, so... You did a lot of studying, and you found that a lot of roadblocks were removed for you personally. Um, And you began sharing this. Now, I know that there was, this is because I'm on the inside track, you know, because I'm your daughter and stuff. But I remember that there was a a particular book that really grabbed you about the need for young people, particularly teens and tweens, who have been raised in Christian homes and have been raised in the church and know the Bible but there was, there was a real draw for you to begin providing apologetics materials for them. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, you're talking about a book called Already Gone by Ken Ham and Britt Beamer. It uh, addressed the question that so many church leaders are aware of, that somewhere in the neighborhood of two out of three of the young people who are raised in the church will be gone by the time they're 20 years old. Uh, It's a horrible statistic, and everybody laments it, and no one seems to know what the reason is. Uh, This this book explores that issue. Beamer was a a market research uh, individual, and he put together a uh, a long series of questions, about 70 questions, and identified a thousand young adults who had been raised in the church and are no longer active. He use these questions to get at what was going on inside their heads and what happened. And the short answer to this is most of them in middle school or in high school had begun to have questions about their faith. Uh, They continued to be active because they were good kids and their parents expected it and their church leaders expected it, but they already had serious doubts. And most of their doubts seemed to settle in the question of whether the Bible really could be trusted as even a book of accurate history. And that's where I think apologetics can answer. Yeah, it's, um, 
it's a tricky thing. We read and hear a lot, um, more and more every year from millennials and um, a lot is out there about why church doesn't work for the generation that came after me. Um, and a lot of the questions that are raised are really important questions to consider. And one of them is this historical and intellectual and scientific piece of the puzzle. So um, can you describe what kind of materials you have been putting together for the last however many years um, to help address those things? Once I realized that God wanted me to use what I had learned and be able to share it on a level that could be appreciated by the kids who were starting to have these questions, middle and high school age uh, kids, I began using the, uh, my own uh, teaching background to funnel this information into a series of PowerPoint talks. Uh, each one of them deals with a single topic, such as, uh, did uh, Joshua really appear at Jericho and did the walls of the city fall down? Uh, did David actually kill a giant? Uh, how can we even believe that there were giants mm -hmm. at any time? Did, uh, did King uh, David uh, have the, the, the large kingdom that he had? Was there actually a flood in the time of Noah that uh, destroyed everyone except those in the ark? And, uh, and so forth. And in particular, since I struggled a lot with the theory of evolution, a good bit of these uh, presentations are directed uh, to that question as well. Uh, the kinds of problems that uh, Darwinism cannot answer, such as the origin of life, for example. Excellent. I just want to encourage homeschool parents to recognize, too, that your kid is probably wired slightly differently than you are because God did this amazing thing in making each of us unique. And so the things that are um, intellectually not a question for you or not an academic question or not historical um, puzzle or a scientific conundrum, they might be for your kid. Each of us has different things that just don't seem to fit right in our minds. And, and we, we struggle with, well, what am I going to do with that? And um, it's important, especially in high school and middle school, for us to make our homeschools a safe place for kids to ask questions and to have honest discussions about the things that puzzle them and the things that concern them. And um, I know that a lot of our, our best kids, our good kids, are the ones who won't reach out for guidance and wisdom from older believers because, <clears throat> excuse me, because they fear that they're being bad by doing that, that they are going to upset their parents or their youth leaders or their pastor by asking questions. Well, the, but what do you do with this? Because, you know, and, and that that is somehow rebellious or disrespectful. So I just as parents, I think that we, we do our children a tremendous service when we tell them that there are no topics that are off limits and that we want them to know that our homes are safe places to wrestle and um, to, to dig deeply into these things that are gonna shape 
their lives for the rest of their lives. Better to help them express those things, articulate questions, and um, even say things that you totally disagree with or maybe are a little bit shocked because you never thought of it that way. You know, and if we can if we can work on our own responses and not give our kids the hairy eyeball for having said something that, that sort of stunned us, uh, we may really be doing a lot to strengthen their faith and their journey with God. I think you're absolutely right, Sabrina. And the experience that I have had in dealing with these kids is that they simply will, many of them simply will not ask. They are so afraid of hurting or disappointing their parents or their youth leaders. Uh, And when I began doing uh, talks in uh, in youth groups and Christian schools and what have you, I found over and over again that they responded so directly uh, to what I was uh, trying to teach them. And I, I soon realized that it's not because I had some special charisma, but it's because I was the only one who was talking about the things that were already troubling them. Mm -hmm. And they responded to that. Yeah, yeah. Permission to speak freely, sir, right? (laughs) Exactly so. Okay, so for parents who are currently homeschooling tweens and teens, you have something nifty to share with them because you have made your presentations available for free to anybody who would be blessed to use them. And we have had them... Um, available for download through the sevensistershomeschool.com ebook store for quite some time, but they are now being updated into a new video format that will um, play more smoothly on a variety of devices and that sort of thing. Um, but these are PowerPoint slides, so you have visual, they have voiceover narration, so you have auditory. And there are also, if you want them, handouts available, correct? That, that That's correct, yes. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a neat, it's not just a here, go, read this kid kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a very engaging format. And um, you can work through these one-on-one with your kid. They're also really designed for if you can watch them with some friends or in a group or in a class and then have some discussion afterwards. Um, because they are designed to stir discussion and to stir further examination of these topics after the presentation is over, too. Yes, each one of them is on a single topic, uh, something from archaeology or from history or uh, from science. And I like to think of them as bite-sized. That is, they're maybe 25 minutes long for the most part. And since they deal with only uh, one topic, uh, the uh, the, the viewer or the listener is not uh, overwhelmed or confused uh, by them. And uh, having the opportunity to discuss it with two or three other people who've been watching with you is an excellent way to use them. Does it matter what order you do them in? Not at all. Each one of them is self-contained uh, and uh, they have no special order. All right. And there is a nifty one called Apologetics 101, that if this whole idea of Christian apologetics is new to you and a little bit, I'm still not entirely sure that I get what you're trying to do here, that might be a great place to just get started. Right. There are over 50 of these. Uh, Two of them at this point, however, are different from the others. 
and one that you just mentioned, Apologetics 101, is something of an introduction to the idea of apologetics. The other one, uh, well, the other one is my personal story uh, of how I struggled and finally came to faith. So you want to check those out at sevensistershomeschool.com. These are the Good Answers presentations, right? Good Answers right. Apologetic. Wait, good. An what's the actual name? I get confused. Good Answers Ministries? Good Answers Ministries. There we That's go. That's right. That was the word I was missing. <laughs> good Answers Ministries Apologetics presentations available for download from sevensistershomeschool.com. There is no cost associated with these. Is there ever going to be? There never will be. Uh, I, I've already been paid by God, and I don't have the right to ask for anything else than that. All right. So you heard it first here on the Homeschool High School podcast. And those are going to be available at any time, um, and there will never be a cost associated. And we are grateful for that resource. And so I think with that, we are going to wrap things up. Thank you for taking the time to sit and talk with us um, in front of a microphone and, you know, with our imaginary people that will listen to this later but aren't sitting here with us at the moment. We all are, are grateful for your time and for the care and expertise that you've put into creating these. Thank you very much, Sabrina. It's been a treat. And you have been listening to the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Until next time. <laughs>